Well, today we're continuing to share about your will be done and what that looks like in our lives. And uh, today we, uh, so we've been sharing about these spiritual disciplines, right? And what your will be done, meaning God's will be done, um, and how we seek God's will through prayer, and how prayer continually reveals God's will, right, for us as we can communicate with Him, uh, and how fasting, it, it prepares our hearts for the future, for what's ahead uh, in God's will as, it, uh, as it's moving forward in our lives. And today, we're going to talk about submission and how it releases our surrender to God's will in our life. Um, what's the best way to win an argument? Right? You don't know? I don't know. Um, what's the west, best way to give in on a fight? Right? So in honor of Apollo Creed, who passed away this week, um, Rocky Four, right? He didn't want to throw in the towel, right? Drago was beating him up, and he ends up dying. In he could have thrown in the towel. That's the best way. Throw in the towel to give up. That's the best way. He could have submitted and just walked away from the fight, probably with brain damage, right? That's how Rocky did it. But Apollo didn't do it, and he died in the movie. This week he died in real life. And so uh, he did not submit. He wasn't willing to walk away. That's the best way to walk away from the fight. So submission, we're just going to dive right into it, right? Because there's really no other good way to, to talk about submission, I guess. Uh, submission, the definition is this, right? It's to give over or to yield, to, to, it's to yield power or authority to another, to another something, right? To another person, to another opinion. And like there's there's lots of ways you can go with this. But I want you to know that first of all, it's important to insert here like to give over to does not mean give up on, all right? So if you get if you give in to an argument, it doesn't mean that you agree, right? It just means that nothing's getting done here. So I'm just walking away, okay? Submission it just means that we just give them their control. Let them have it. It's okay because we're going to figure it out in a different way. We don't give up on the conversation. We don't give up on that person. We don't give up in the situation. But we do give up the method where we're trying to approach that issue, right? And so what we do, um, we know that uh, we know where people fail in this practice, okay? The number one place that people fail in this practice is where? Social media, right? Yeah, yeah. Number one, you, you can jump into a pool of comments on social media where people are just commenting like crazy. And uh, no matter what, really, the, the content, they're just giving their opinion and giving their opinion. And you can offer your opinion too. And it can be 45, 50. Go to Emporia Area Chat, and you'll know what I'm talking about, right? doesn't matter what the content. You'll just see lots and lots of opinions, and they just never get solve anything, right? And you just add, and you can even stir the pot if you want to, 
and you can submit and just not offer, okay? Another, there's nothing accomplished, right? Maybe your blood pressure goes up, and that's probably true. Another place you see this are like the talking head shows on television, like news, news channels, sports channels. They all have them, right? There's, there's one or two or four or five guys or ladies sitting at a desk or in little boxes around the screen, and there's a topic, and maybe it's a political, maybe it's a sports show, maybe it's about economics or whatever the case is. And on those programs, they just talk, and then somebody else talks, and then somebody else talks, and then they all five are talking at the same time. And the one who gets their point across is the one who's just talking loudest. But nobody is submitting. They're like, yeah, you're right. Good job. You got it. You're right. No, it's, it's, I'm just going to say louder, and whoever gets the last word is basically the winner. Those shows, social media, maybe conversations you have at work around the water cooler, right? Is that a thing anymore, the water cooler? Uh, where they're, they're not, a, you know, they weren't around, the, you know, they weren't around when Richard Foster wrote his book, Celebration of Discipline, but it's... It's why he wrote it when he writes this right here, uh, his explanation of submission. It's the ability to lay down the terrible burden of always needing to get our own way. It's the ability. How many have that ability? It's the ability to lay down the terrible burden of always needing to get our own way. I have that burden. Guilty. I like getting my way. Right? He goes on to say that this obsession to demand the thing, those, that thing that goes, the, that goes that way, we want them to go the, is the one that, sorry, let me start again. This obsession to demand that things go the way that we want them to go is the greatest bondage in human society today. He wrote that in 1978, and it's never been truer today. Submission as a spiritual discipline, it starts with yielding to God. And we depend, we're going to spend some time today Seeing how submitting to God shapes our lives, it shapes our relationships, it shapes our bank accounts, it shapes our church. In a worship setting, like this one right here, maybe you want a certain song sang, right, in, in a certain style, but that's not what was planned, right? Doesn't, doesn't mean you're wrong, you have your opinions and your likes, and that's great, uh, it just means that you probably have to yield those opinions because it can be beneficial for someone else or the whole, right? Um, maybe in politics, right? Oh, boy. We're not, not talking. I don't like talking about it in general, but not at church for sure. Submission is just not a thing in politics, right? If you watch a debate, you see that. I see posts on Facebook. They just go on forever. Nothing's accomplished, right? So we don't even... Um, so moving on, right? Relationships, they thrive on submission. All of relationships. Doesn't matter what kind. But if you want a strong and respectful relationship, 
submit to the thoughts and the ideas of the other, right? If they're doing, and if they're doing the same thing to you, then that's going to be the greatest relationship that's available, okay? Be careful, men, because I know you're thinking, oh, yeah, uh, but what about Ephesians 5, right, where it says, wives, submit to your husbands, right? That's true. It does say that. And then it, there's like three or four verses right after it where Paul just hammers men, hammers them with all kinds of verses about how men, how husbands need to talk and treat and love and, and act around their wives, even to be eligible to be submitted to. So in the end, it really just evens all out in the submitted stuff. So just know that that's true, but... It's really just a submission competition, right? So in uh, our relationships, its submission is, is huge. In our relationship with God, it's no different. Our relationship with God should be full of submission. And we're going to talk about that in just a second. Our churches should be full of submission, right? Submission means that our opinions will defer to God's will. That uh, we allow acceptance of every person, regardless, right? In, in our church, in this, area, in this area, is great, okay? Um, submission shows that we don't have to be right as individuals or as a church or in a philosophy of any theology or anything like that. We don't have to be right for others to come to Christ, right? So we, uh, would you rather be right... Or see heart change happen in someone's life, right? That's the, the balance that we want to see. So we would like to see heart change no matter what. That's our goal. That's our mission. On the flip side, failure to submit, failure to exercise submission, it leads to foundational dissension in all of our relationships, right? Failure to submit in marriages, they, they won't succeed. Failure to submit at the workplace, most likely will, you'll end up getting fired. You'll lose your job at, at most points. Failure to submit in our churches, it'll be a roadblock to the gospel reaching our community because we can't get out of our own way. So when we give up our way for God's way, we surrender to a way of life that is not suggested, but required if we hope to see God's will in our lives. And that's true in our personal lives as well as our collective lives as a church. And in this church, this gathering of like-minded people, we call it ecclesia, right? That's the fancy word. This gathering of like-minded people that submitting, submitting to Jesus in every area of our collective lives would have the ability to, it would have the ability to flip our community on its, uh, just flip it upside down for God if we were on this path of submitting everything that we have to God. And it's easier said than done. Amen? No doubt. So as we seek to shape our lives, towards your will be done. That's our goal. That's what we've been talking about the last few weeks. Um, we, and as we set out uh, to discipline, to train our lives 
uh, by prayer and by fasting. That's what we've said the last few weeks. Today, we're going to unpack how the spiritual discipline of submission can reveal the will of God in our lives. Because we make the choice to let go of our plan and our ideas, and we decide that it's about God being the focus and not us. And we lay down our lives and we pick up our cross. And with the rest of our time today, I I just want to talk about three different parts of our Christian life where submission can uh, can allow God to overwhelm you with his blessing. And that sounds nice, right? We want to be overwhelmed with God's blessing. And this is a great way. We, we don't ever understand that a whole lot. We, we think, well, it's kind of give and take, right? We, we give to God, and then he's going to give us just a little enough. No, God wants to give us more and more in abundance than we can ask or imagine, right? Immeasurably more. Think about immeasurably, right? We, we can't put a dollar amount on it. We can't put a weight on it. There's no such thing. God has more than we can think or imagine in store for us. And so we're going to talk about it in terms of, of, of these three areas. In our walk, right? In our relationship with Jesus. In our worship and how we respond to that relationship. And then our witness. Okay? That's fancy, right? Three W words. There you go. That's my pastor trick for you. Okay? Um, and, and we're going to use three different uh, passages of Scripture. Uh, and so before uh, we jump in, let me kind of apologize, okay? I'm only kind of apologizing, okay? Because I typically, uh, when, when, we, uh, when I stand up here, I typically don't jump around to different um, Scripture passages uh, very often, mainly because I don't want you to be distracted by a whole lot of page turning and things like that, right? Um, today's going to be a little different, okay? Uh, but... Uh, so I, I kind of apologize. And, and I apologize because if you're distracted by that, it's going to be different. We're in three different books of the Bible in three different areas. And so if that's a problem, if that's something that you don't want to handle, don't worry. It'll be on the screen. And so just chill and read it from up there. Don't try and find it on your phone. Don't flip it on the pages. Okay, we'll do the work for you. And, uh, and, and so the kind of part is this. I'm not apologizing for using the Bible, okay? There's lots of good stuff in there. It's God's word, and we're going to pay attention to it, right? Amen. So here we go. <clears throat> how does practicing spiritual discipline of submission, how does, it, how, does, how does practicing the spiritual discipline of submission in our walk with Jesus encourage seeing his will for our life? When we give our lives over to Jesus, we have the opportunity to live a life that, uh, like we're made alive in Christ, right? When we, when we give our lives to Jesus, there should be a notable change. Do you think that? You can just shake your head if that's what you agree. There should be probably a visible change, but there should for sure be some kind of a heart change in the way that we talk the way that we respond to things, and the way that we act, all of the, all of the above, right? So in the book of Colossians, Paul uh, gives us this great view of, of how we can put away our old self, right? Our old way of life, our old walk, if you will, okay? And in, in chapter 3 of Colossians, we see 
uh, how submitting our old walk of life and giving that to God and, and giving to the will of God, and then he shows us the kind of life that we receive if we are available, that kind of life that's available for us if we walk in that way. So listen as we read, and it's a little long. So again, just have to kind of be patient. It's 17 verses, but it's really valuable. Okay, listen as we read that as we put these different areas of our lives behind us, right, that's submission, what kind of life, what type of relationship that we get with God that we can have with Him when we surrender. So let's read Colossians chapter 3, and uh, it'll be 17 verses. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Put to death, submit, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is, com is coming. You used to talk in those ways in the life that you once lived. But now you must get also get rid of yourselves all of all such things as these. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off, since you have taken off your old self and is and its practices, and it put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of, it, of its creator. Here, there is no Gentile or, Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you have, has any grievance against someone. Forgive as God, as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You see, when we submit our hearts, our lives to God and allow him to be the primary focus of our daily walk, when we live God, as God's chosen people, like Paul said, when we live that life, our outlook totally changes. Because the things in our past life, they're not a priority. The, the desires and the relationships and the, the way we talked and the way that we acted, the anger, the malice, the slander, all those things, those lists... A pretty bad list, right, that Paul gave us. 
they're, they're not a part of our life anymore. They're not a desire that we even choose to seek. And they're not a pro- and when we die to Christ, which, by the way, there's no higher form of submission than dying. Jesus showed us that on the cross. When we die to Christ, we also die to those worldly desires. We die to the way that we used to act and talk and believe. The result of that surrender, when we submit our old life to that, what's the result? What, was it, what did he say? The peace of Christ rules in our lives. Right? Sign me up. We didn't want the peace of Christ ruling in our life. Right? The, the peace that is visible to others. And they want nothing more than to have that same peace. Right? You just start to permeate peace all over there. You're just throwing peace everywhere. Because that's what other people want too. And that's what happens when we surrender our walk to God. So, what, what, is our, what does submission have to do with our worship? How does it help reveal God's will in our lives? So, worship happens a lot in our lives, right? Do we believe that? <clears throat> we can worship in a lot of ways. We've done that a lot today, right? Worship is our response. That's our, that's our definition, It's pretty streamlined and basic, but it's our response to what we value the most. That's our worship. I'll say it again. Worship is our response to what we value the most. Whose response? Our response. So it's about you and your heart responding to what you hold close what you hold most dearly. Think about that for a minute. How is that reflected in your life? Right? How, do you, how, how do we worship? Right? We've, we've done a lot of that today, right? So there are all types of worship. Most common would be what? Singing. Good job. Thanks for sharing. Um, you know, if we went church by church, even just here in town, and we took a survey about worship, I would venture to say that at the top of every single person's list, what is the most uh, popular form of worship, singing would be at the top of everyone's list. Maybe 99%, right? Nothing wrong with that, right? I say it all the time when we say it's time to worship. I mean it's time to sing, right? So nothing, nothing's wrong with that. Music is a great way to worship, and it is a primary source of the way that we worship. But what else? Right? What what other responses do we have that to give that to 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 show that we what we value the most? Hint, we've done a, we you know we've done a few of them today, right? Prayer, right? Prayer is worship. Right? Reading scripture is worship. Giving our tithes and our offerings, that's worship. Service is worship. The list goes on, right? Just keeps going on. And the author of Hebrews shows us how, um, how this, this, this thing of worship, our response, it should always be happening. 
okay? This should be, we should always be in a continuous state of worship. In Hebrews chapter 13, uh, towards the end of the book, uh, and we don't know who wrote um, Hebrews. It's, uh, uh, we don't, it might have been Paul, it might have been somebody else, they, they don't know. So Hebrews uh, chapter 13, uh, starting in verse 15, it says this, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. And we can say worship in that. Let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others for the, such sacrifices God is pleased. He says continually. What does that mean? Keep doing it, like all the time. We should always be worshiping. Can we do that? Like we're brushing our teeth. Are we worshiping? Can we, can we be brushing our teeth while we're mowing the grass? Or can we be worshiping while we're mowing the grass or while we're working out, while we're at school? We certainly cannot be worshiping while we're at school. Mm-mm. No. Well, and what does submission have to do with worship? Well, I'm glad you asked. Have you ever left church wishing that we sang a different song? Have you ever sat in church thinking uh, that maybe we should have talked about a different topic? Or maybe use a different translation of the Bible? Have you ever thought about changing your giving routine in the offering? Like, your frequency or how much, you know, how much you give, that, that type of thing. Have you ever wondered why the same people always seem to be uh, serving all the time? The answer, not the only answer, but a big answer is this. Submission. Remember what Richard Foster told us. Submission is this. It's us. It's us having the ability to lay down the terrible burden of always needing to get our own way. And for church people, people that are used to coming on a Sunday morning every week, that's difficult because we like what we like at church. And if you've come to church for a long time, you really like what you like, right? I do. I've gone to church my whole life, and I like what I like. I get it. But look around. Literally, do it. Look around. Come on. Nobody's looking around. Come on. I'll do it. There's all kinds of people here, right? There's, there's older people, and there's younger people. You choose which one you fit in. There's, there's women people, and there's men people. You don't get to choose that one. There's people with families. There's people with families that are somewhere else, right? And, and every one of the people here, if you had a choice, would worship corporately, right? You would worship the same way you, you would worship individually, right? Like you do, you pop your earphones in while you're mowing the grass, and you would sing the songs that you sing while you're mowing the grass, Okay? And by the way, everybody can hear you while you're mowing the grass, singing those songs, okay? 
It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying they can hear you. But that's what you would do. You would choose those songs. You would, you would read the, you would read the translation that you read in your devotion time. That's what would happen in this corporate setting. I get it, right? And the reality of it, it's just not possible. Because I can't read your old mind. We can't, we don't have time. Really, we can't, we don't have 15 hours a day to do what everybody wants in this time. Because not everybody would stay that long, okay? I don't know if I would stay that long, okay? Nor is that what God intended for us to do, how to focus our worship, okay? One key that the author of, of Hebrews gives us, he shares this word. It's sacrifice of praise. That's the submission part, right? Sacrifice is where submission just steps in and where it gives it, we give in to our own desires what we want, the songs we want to hear and the verses we, the translations and the form and the how it's all structured and all that. And we just submit to God. And because God speaks through so many different forms of worship, it was true today. Amen? The Spirit of God was here during a lot of what was going on. I felt it. And the sacrifice part means that it's not about us. Worship is our response to God. Meaning that it's not about us in the first place, so this is not entertainment. We didn't come here to get something, right? We came to give. Not necessarily just your money. That's not what I'm saying. You came to give your praise. You came to give worship. That's the point. And listen, I know uh, this is hard because when I go to a gathering like this, we go to church somewhere, I don't want it to be a snooze fest. I want to be engaged. I want to, to hit all of the um, synapses in my brain and get all the, uh, I, I want to be peppy and I want to hit all the things that I want to hit, right? And, but here's what I want. When, when you come to a gathering like this, I don't want it to be a snooze fest either, okay? And unfortunately, <laughs> it fails sometimes. <laughs> Because you should stand right here some days. Um, but at some point, here's what I want. I want it to be helpful. The content, the worship, what happens during this time, what happens during the songs, the prayer, it needs to be helpful to your walk and to your worship and your witness. And really, that part is up to you. And at some point... It's out of everyone's control but your own, right? And that, the big key is, is that we continually offer our praise. We worship continually, that we're responding, uh, that we're responding one way or another, right? That we, we are always responding one way or the other, okay? So our hands, you know, we should, we should be raised when we sing. We, our hearts should be unleashed, because we're worshiping the King of kings and the Lord of lords. doesn't matter what we're singing, right? We should, just, we should always be responding. When, um, so when, if we're singing whatever songs, if it's a hymn, if it's praise and worship, or if it's, just, if it's the doxology, or if it's just a chant, a Gregorian chant, 
our hands should be up and we should be unloading our hearts because we're singing about the God of creation. When, when, uh, when we're giving, when it's the giving time, right? If our response is continuous, then the monthly giving and the weekly giving reports, they shouldn't have a negative sign beside them. Our giving would reflect what we value the most. Our frequency of giving would reflect what we value the most. The percentage of what we give would reflect what we value the most. The prophet Malachi, he writes this, that when we give that particular amount, whatever that is, with our full heart behind it, that the floodgates of heaven would pour out so much blessing that it would not have enough room to be counted. Would that be all right with you? To have so much blessing from God that you couldn't even count it? I think it would be all, we'd all be all in on that. If we would continually worship and sacrifice worship and submit our wants and desires for the will and mission of God, that's what happens when we surrender our worship to God. What happens when we, when, when we submit our witness to God? Well, if you've uh, been around uh, this church in the last four years, you've heard uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9 um, shared, and, uh, and you, it's all about becoming all things to all people. Paul wrote this, though I'm free and belong to no one, I've become a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. And we'll skip down to verse 22. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some. I do this all for the sake of the gospel that I might share in its blessings. I might have to become interested in the things that they like, whoever they is, right? I might have to... Uh, rearrange my personality a little bit and my schedule in order to fit someone else's personality and their schedule for the sake of the gospel. What's that called? Submission. It rearranges the way that I witness to people because the mission, the message of the gospel is more important than my calendar, right? The goal is even greater that we begin to desire to do, uh, when, when the goal of the gospel is greater than my desires, when we begin to do the things the, the way that God desires before we do what we want, right? And when we do this, we might impact someone eternally because of it. Because we didn't impose our will on them. Because, or force feed our thoughts or our opinions on them first, Right? And we choose to listen instead of just talk and talk and talk. That's submission. Because it impacts our walk. It impacts our worship. It impacts our witness. So just one question today. We've had this same one with prayer, same one with fasting. How are you at submission? I'm on the teeter-totter. Like, I like what I like. I like what I get. I like getting my own way. I like to be right. 
Do you struggle with letting go of your old way of life? And get in the way of the peace of Christ that's available in your new life. That's, That's in store for you, right? Do you have the ability to hand over your worship to God and allow your response to be solely focused on Him and not about your own desires? Are we less about being right and more about maybe pointing others, uh, maybe about pointing other people's sins out, right? And more about allowing God to be the primary focus of our witness. And let the Holy Spirit be the one who does any kind of convicting. Because that if we're the one that's convicting, it's just the imperfect person judging the imperfect person. That gets in the way. And that hurts a little bit, right? It's hard. Because we love to be right and point out other things. We love to have that control. But God's asking us just to hand it over to him. All of our lives, our past, the way that we walk, our relationships that we keep, how we share about God, how uh, we plan the future, how God what he wants, God wants us to let go of every part of us and just depend on him. If we want God's will to be done in our lives, if we want God's will to be done in our families, if we want God's will to be done in our church, if we want God's will to be done in the upcoming election, if we want God's will to be done in this community, if we want God's will to be done in our whatevers, right, we have to let go of control. And we need to submit to that will of God and follow him. All three things, prayer, fasting, submission, you see how closely engaged they are, right? And, and our, as we're working on one of them, as the others, they, how, how they tune the other ones together, and, they be, and as they become a priority in our lives, God's will becomes so much more clear and steady in our life. And that's what we want, right? Your will be done. Let's all stand together as we uh, close today. We're going to close in the same way that we closed the last few weeks and uh, offer the Lord's Prayer together, that, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in our lives as it is in heaven. As we pray, as we fast, as we submit and give over to God what He has for us, that's what we want, is your will to be done. Let's all pray together. Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as you forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful afternoon.